Hello everyone, happy Thursday and welcome to Talk and Tunes. Today we have with us Gabrielle Metz. Hey Gabrielle, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. I know I've had you on the show before. It seems like it's been forever since you've been on. Yeah, it's definitely been a little bit. Yeah, I was trying to remember if it was last year or the year before. I don't even remember. This has been a crazy week for me as well. Uh, <laughs> with, you know, the celebration week, celebrating our anniversary late. Um, everything that's happening this week has been nuts. And I know you get that because you're in in the middle of releasing a song. Yes. Dropping that's definitely a crazy time. There's so much that goes on to release a song that I don't know that everybody realizes unless they're somehow in the industry or knows an artist. But there's so mm -hmm. much more that goes to it than recording and putting the song out there. So yeah. what all have you been up to just this week? I mean, because I'm sure you've recorded, mastered, had the song ready a long time ago. Yes. Yeah, we got that. I got the master bag probably six weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's been submitted to all of the streaming platforms for a little over a month now. Um, so now, honestly, I've just got everything is in preparation. The real madness will kind of start tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but just organizing all the playlists, uh, emails and everything. So that's set to go for tomorrow. Um, got the press release together that'll that'll drop in the morning working with my publicists on that um geez I don't even know on top of it I'm still like writing new stuff so wrote two songs yesterday which is amazing but there's yeah. still oh, yeah. a lot of chaos going on right now <laughs> wow wow hello everyone thank you for joining us all the way from Norway I love your support. Thank you so much. You're almost always on here watching. Thank you so, so much. Um, I see Rachel has hopped on. Hey, Rachel, um, Tim, Darian. Hello, everybody that has joined. Thank you for joining us. Um, all right. Well, before we get into talking more about this song that you're releasing, I don't know, were you going to perform that today or are you making everybody wait till tonight? You know what? I can perform it today. I can play it on guitar, so it's a little different for you if you want. It is, yes, because I am a little bit ahead of everybody else. I'm, I, I love getting to tease people, and I'm like, I get to hear these songs sometimes before everybody else does. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna give away anything. I'll, I'll let people hear it themselves tonight when it drops. But it's definitely different than what you will do acoustically. Absolutely. In a good way. But <laughs> you know me, everybody that knows me knows I love acoustic versions of songs. So if you want to pay it, play it acoustically, heck yeah, I am all for that. I got uh, you. And do. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to do that at the beginning or make them wait till the end. Either way is fine. Um, but I'll let you go ahead and kick things off with a song, whichever one you're going to do first. If you want to tell us about the song and how it came to life. Yeah. Um, what would you prefer? Do you want me to play it right now or? Let's make them wait till the end. Make them wait. Alrighty. Well, then. Wait. <laughs> Keep them on their toes. Exactly. <laughs> um, then. Let's see. What else do I want to. There we go. We'll do this one. This one's kind of new. Um, and I'm actually thinking about releasing it as my next single. So if y'all okay. like it let me know and I'll hop in the studio with it. But um, I grew up in a house with a lot of musical influences. My parents listened to everything. And even though I write mainly country music for myself as an artist, I still have a lot of those you know, influences in my creativity and in um, the songs that I write in general. So this is just kind of a tribute to that. This is called Mixtape. Papa was a rolling stone 
Some days I'm Tom Petty Can't help but free falling Some nights I'm Tim McGraw Live like Rolling Stone, uh, Rolling Stones, sorry. Um, Tom Petty, Tim McGraw, Queen, Bee Gees, Chicago, Leonard Skinner. I know I left out a bunch, but those are yeah. the ones that I caught. And then I loved how you mentioned the artist followed up by either the title or a lyric in this. I loved it. 
That was genius. Thank you. I can't take credit for it all on my own. Um, I co-wrote that with um, Randy Barnett and Corey Lee Barker. So we had a fun time in the kind of crafting those together. Yeah. Yes. What's (laughs) up, Dirt Road FM? Thank y'all for being in the house. Hello, Anthony. Um, Southern Fellow, hello. Thank you guys for joining. Um, Yeah, that, I mean, I I love it. And... Thank you. I guess it's the chorus. I'm sorry. I don't know, like, structures of songs. I know there's verse, chorus. But when you start talking about bridges, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> but I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Light on the R&B. Heavy on the soul. Mm-hmm. What? Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. <laughs> yes, I love it. I am a mixtape and the title just like encompasses all of that. So did you come up with the title first, the Mm -hmm. lyrics, the melody, what hit you first on this song? No, that started with, that started with the title. I had mixtape in my, in my like list. And, um, I walked into the right and I was like, I think this could be cool because I have so many influences and I think that this could be a really cool idea if we do it right. And both of them looked at me, and they're both older than me. And they go, do, do young people know what a mixtape is? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I hope so. Because I'm not that old, and I know what a mixtape is. Yeah. Um, it was funny. But, yeah, that did, it did start out with the title. And I was, um, I was adamant about the title. I was like, that is, we're keep, that's the title. We're keeping the title. Yeah. That is a... Uh, yeah, we just kind of dove into all the songs. Wow, I love it. Hello, Mike. I saw that comment. I'm sorry. Um, I try to say hello to everybody. If I miss y'all, I'm so, so sorry. So, hello, 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 Mike. There, I made up for all week. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Um, Griffin, I am mostly country, but I am like Gabrielle. I love all genres of music um, mm-hmm. because, too, I come from various different influences. Like, my mother was Temptations, um, Commodores, beach music, 60s music. My dad was all country, bluegrass, and I was a teenager in the 80s, so I was all classic rock. Okay. So, so my- Yes. My, mine was very similar. My mom was very much, um, like that Motown, yeah. like we the, the temptations and I mean like any kind of, that was always in her car. My dad was the classic rock guy and yep. then I grew up loving country. And so, and then also, you know, top 40 and pop and anything else. But, yeah. um, and my brother listens to everything too. Yeah. So, you were definitely an eclectic. Our playlists are all across the board. Yes, exactly. That's the way mine is. I have told many people, like, if you look at my Spotify, like my personal Spotify, it's anywhere from gospel music to Ozzy Osbourne and everything in between. I mean, there's so. rap, there's hip hop, there's country, there's bluegrass, there's jazz, there's pop, rock, you, you name it, it's in there. It's there. Yep. Yeah. Same. Same. Wow. That I I love I love to know that I mean and I feel like a lot of artists have some of that in them they may not be as broad but yeah. I love that you wrote a song specifically about that oh my God. that is gonna be like one that I jam to going down the road now acoustically I mean I love to sound acoustically but yeah. You haven't recorded it yet, so what are you thinking? What's playing in your mind, like, instrumentation-wise here? Yeah, so I've started, I've already started, there's a couple, there's there's about three songs on the board right now that I'm like, we're up between these three for the next song. This would be an awesome summer jam. You think, okay, I've got another one that's just, that's kind of like summary, too, that yeah. um, I just wrote, actually, with the same guys, so... I, the, I, those are my two summer, you know, what, so yeah. it's on, it's on the list, but I started list, like kind of thinking about the kind of production notes and ideas and stuff. And, um, I think you're right. I think, 
instrumentation wise, like just really kind of guitar heavy and like just roll your windows down. Yeah. Wind through your hair. Kind of like a kind of song. Yeah. I'm probably going to like have some producers yelling at me like, shut up. Don't suggest that. But like Southern rock bluesy country. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't yeah. know. That's the vibe that I'm like, like a Leonard Skinner vibe is what I'm hearing with that. Well, and you know, it's, it's incredible here in Nashville. There's so many producers that are so talented that, um, I think if we put our heads together, like I said, we're in the very early stages of producing, oh, yeah. so nothing's really been fleshed out, but, um, there's some really amazingly talented producers in this town that oh, you yeah. want something in this song to have a little bit of an influence from each era. They can do that. Yeah. You listen to Mast and you pay attention to it. We decided to kind of embed some like kind of tribal drum elements into this song just to kind of, as well as the different textures in the guitar, just to kind of take pieces from different cultures that have masks as a part of their, yeah, um, their, or, or where they're at. And so, you know, we have a kind of um, a little bit more New Orleansy blues sound on the guitar because, uh -huh. you know, Mardi Gras masks, and we have a very kind of tribal element underlaying in the drums that, that kind of relayed. So there were things kind of woven into that track that are I not glaringly obvious. Yeah. That were still just kind of nods to different things. So you could do something really cool with mixtape. We just haven't quite laid it all out yet. Yeah. Hmm. I love that explanation though about the instrumentation in mass. And mm -hmm. everybody y'all will hear that tonight when the song drops. You'll know exactly. You'll be like, oh, Okay, that's what she was talking about. Because, um, yeah, as I was listening to it, I was like, at first I was like, where is she going with this? Like, <laughs> it was like different, very different instrumentations throughout. Mm -hmm. And it comes together, though. It, it does. It comes together very beautifully. But that explanation right there just, like, helps summarize it all. Yeah. I'm yeah. really, I'm looking forward to this coming out and seeing what <laughs> it's going to be. And it's different than what you put out last year. Like mm -hmm. last year was, Lord, let me look at Spotify. I don't want to butcher the titles. Um, I know, um, Hey Cupid and I, for, I forgot to fall in love. So yeah. like love songs last year and little bit direct different direction this year more like on I don't know it let me ask you instead of just assuming is and mask may have a much deeper meaning than this superficial level that I'm gonna give it here is yeah, no. this just kind of like a literal I've been kind of wearing a mask where my music is concerned a little bit and I'm gonna take it off and reveal who I really am to you Ooh. I kind of like that in geared towards my music too, because I think that there's, there's definitely a level of self-discovery happening right now. Um, yeah. Artistically, which yeah. is, love that. I like kind of continuing. I saw, well, I can see the difference in yeah. Gabrielle last year versus this song. Yeah. It, growth is tremendous. It feels a bit more, a little bit more mature. Um, yeah. And just kind of, I'm at that point, I'm, I've, I'm out of my teens, I'm, I'm in my early 20s now, I'm settled in my, you know what I mean? And just kind of like that, that different stage of life that I've kind of started to yes. enter into. And um, yeah, I feel like the, the music is definitely kind of maturing I do. And this song, when I wrote it, was very much like, I... I feel like I, you know, I grew up in that kind of millennial Gen Z break where yeah. I'm not really Gen Z. I'm not a millennial. So I'm kind of stuck in the middle. And I grew up in the age of technology where we grew up sitting in the same room, but texting each other, which is absurdly ridiculous. 
and social media 24 seven and just kind of that being our, our communication. But I also like my childhood was right before that. Yeah. So that was my teens, but my childhood was still like family gatherings and like playing outside in the yard and like using our imagination. So somewhere in between my childhood and my teenage years, our our forms of communication changed and we got yeah. more surface than we used to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then there's, I was talking with my mom and, and she was like, you know, there's something about being with people that know you so well and that accept you so much that you, they see your flaws and y'all can joke about them and it's fine. And they still yeah. love you and you still love them and vice versa. And you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's a little bit of that that's been lost. And so I was just kind of evaluating myself in that aspect. And I was like, yeah, well, I have a really hard time, you know, getting beyond the surface with other people and just kind of like shedding that mask and being like, here I am. Yeah. And and that was kind of what this song was about. It was like finding those people or person, whatever aspect you want to look at it, romantically, familial, friendship, whatever that you're just 100% yourself and you can just kind of shed that outer layer and just be raw and real with each other. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, long-winded answer. No, <laughs> I absolutely loved that. Um, because I think that's so relatable to so many people because in this day and age, in this digital world where you hide behind a screen when you're talking with someone, even if it's talking on the phone, but most of the time it's not. It's so much easier just to send a text. I don't know how many times I've said to my totally technical incompetent mother, like, God, it would be so easier if you texted. But like, she doesn't even know how to read a text message. And she's like the only one in our family that we don't text with because she doesn't and it would be so much easier but you lose a certain connection when you just text with someone so yeah it is very superficial Mm -hmm. and so yeah to get out from behind all of that take that mask off and force yourself to get to a deeper level with someone yep and just yeah learning how to do that and messing up as you do it and that being fine yeah. you know just, just kind of, like you said self-discovery and just kind of maturing and moving as- along in your journey well my other mom um she was my stepmom but i hate the term step so i <laughs> always say my other mom um she said something one time that is always stuck out to me and ever since she said it like I pay attention to the years mm-hmm. it's like every seven years you will go through a major change yeah like a major self-discovery in yourself yeah okay so think of the age that you are right now you're at that fourth seventh year or third what seven fourteen twenty one so third yep yeah, so you're going through one of those seven-year changes and self-discovering yourself. So I saw Mike said he's, like, late 20s. He's probably at another change. Mm-hmm. And then so and ever since she said to that, said that to me, I looked actually looked back on my life, and I was like, okay, 13, yeah. 14, when you hit those teenage years, yeah, you changed drastically. But then 2021 you change drastically again and then you're late twenties. So yeah, I was like, Oh my God, she's right. <laughs> like it made so much sense to me then. Absolutely. Well, and just kind of like being cognizant of that and like just right now sitting there thinking about like seven years ago, I was, you know, 14 and it's yeah. just thinking about the person that I was then versus who I am now versus who you're going to be at. 28 and so on yeah hey it's crazy yeah crazy um now i'm always one i'm a very visual person so i think that's another reason like 
I am so guilty of texting a lot um, and <laughs> in this digital world, but mm -hmm. I would rather see and talk to my loved ones in person. Like, forget the phone, forget texting. I want in person. I'm a very visual person. Mm -hmm. So when you're writing your songs or even singing covers, like I've got to mention, so many people have covered more hearts than mine. Like, yours is crazy good. Thank you. Crazy. Thank you. I love that song. I remember when that song first came out. I think everybody that loves music, I challenge somebody to tell me they don't like that song. I'm going to be like, what is wrong with you? I can't picture exactly where I was when I heard that song for the first time. And it just immediately flew onto my all-time favorite songs list. Oh, I yeah, mine too. Instant. And I, I mean, like, it came out and I released my cover. It came out in 2019. I dropped that end of last year. So two years yeah. after the fact. And I still just, the reason I picked that song is because I still loved it so much. Yeah. And, um... I knew I kind of had a couple of ideas to make it my own and do my own thing with it. Um, yeah. I wanted to kick something out. So I was like, let's just do it. Piano vocal, just go have fun with it. So thank you. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely love it. You did amazing on that. Love it. And I totally veered off track from where I was going, but that just You're came good. to my head. Um, sorry. So when you are writing a song, um, I know how I veered off now. I said when you're writing or even covering one, um, yeah. Do you envision the future potential video that may go with that song? Do you write kind of cinematically or is it just you have a story in your head and you're like, I'm writing this story down? It depends on the song. Um, I didn't with this one. Uh, there are there's definitely several that I have written that have been like that, that I'm like already kind of picturing it. Um, for the music video, et cetera, but not for this one. This one was so, um, when I got in the writer's room that day with the two guys that I wrote it with, I was like, I have this idea and it's going to have to be super vulnerable and really real. And so there was so much of me and my emotion. It was just kind of like just raw emotion coming out on that, in that right. And everything from, you know, like, frustration with myself to like who I wanted to be and what I needed to do to get there that kind of stuff I mean there was just it was there was so much inner reflection going on that not not for this one this one I was just like I've got to like figure myself out as I write this so it was yeah. a, a bit more inner focused than kind of um you know cinematically or kind of picturing that so yeah. I get that. Didn't really think about a music video until after the fact. It was already done. I was like, now we can move on to the visuals. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm very visual. So whenever I hear a song that like captures my attention, yeah. I am immediately envisioning what the video to that song might be like. And yeah. then I'm always interested to find out, was I on track with the artist or did I go somewhere completely different with it? Mm -hmm. but it that's always interesting to find out but yeah. back to more more hearts than mine for a minute but don't name that song all right since that's a song that you covered yeah. um I think probably every artist or songwriter out there wishes they had written that song um what's a favorite song of yours that you wish you had been the one to write Ooh, any genre any it, it doesn't you know since you're multi-genre it it my number one would be would be that one easily but um I kind of figured that I said besides that one yeah I know I know um but let's see I always like like my favorite songs they always <laughs> this is horrible but they always end up being sad songs or like nostalgic songs because yeah tend to have imagery lyrics and things like that and I've just that's what I I I want a song that like deeply makes me feel something yes and that happens 
to more than likely be, or more often than not, be kind of like sad or, or nostalgic or that kind of song. So, um, I mean, just lyrically, um, Woke Up in Nashville by Seth Ennis is one of my all-time favorite songs. Mm, okay. Um, Austin, Blake Shelton, is one of my all-time, that just, like, lyrically grabbed me and, like, just have amazing, amazing lyrics. Um, I'm trying to picture, I have a playlist of them all. Yeah. Um, trying to, like, picture it in my head. Um, those are the ones that are kind of jumping out at me right now. But there's more. There's more. I have a top ten. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Those are two good ones, though. I like that. Yeah. All right, so while we're on the track of writing, do you have, like, a dream co-write partner that you haven't yet written with? Yeah, um, strictly songwriting, Nicole Gallion, artist-songwriter, Ingrid Andress is actually, I mean, she's just up there for me. So those two. <laughs> yeah. I would love to just be a fly on the wall at yeah. a songwrite with Ingrid Andrus. I mean, <laughs> like, I want to see that magic at work. Yeah. I want to see those wheels turning and how that brain yeah. process just. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, just give me five minutes with you to pick your brain about your songwriting. Mm -hmm. Like, how you go about it. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, like, if I had the chance to pick either of their brains about songwriting, we would be there for hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hours. I mean, like, I just, they are both just such incredible, incredible writers. No doubt. I agree 100%. Now, if someone was to tell you that you could only sing or write, what would you choose? <laughs> She's like, don't ever make me choose. Here's the funny thing. If you had asked me four years ago, I would have said sing. A hundred percent. Yeah. Thousand percent. Um, because I started writing just by proxy of wanting to be a singer. Because before I moved to Nashville, it was like, well, if you want to be an artist as a female, you're going to have to learn how to write, too. And you're going to have to learn how to play instruments, too, if you actually want to be able to make it. And I was like, okay, fine. Then I'll start writing. It was like a begrudging thing. Yeah. yeah. It's such a part of my life and how I process things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That I know that would be, that's know. like, you know, <laughs> chop off one of your arms or, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, choose, would you rather see or hear? Like, yeah, how like do you choose little parts of me and you want me to let go of one of them? <laughs> I know, right? That's like <laughs> such a hard question. I know. Um, <laughs> My brother is actually a radio DJ um, in Maryland, and that's one of his favorite questions to ask his guests. And he's like, Stacey, you need to be asking these people this. And I'm like, painful question. <laughs> yeah, like you're asking me to have them choose between hearing and sight or an arm or a leg or something. That's like, that is who they Ugh. are at their core. Like, yeah, I don't know. Some people, no. because some artists will like, immediately be like sing mm -hmm. right and then there's only been a couple of you that are like I just can't choose like yeah I don't I don't know yeah I uh... hopefully you never have to face that like Sophie's choice I know right hopefully hopefully you never have to face that so we, we won't worry <laughs> all right um let, let's let's make this lighter instead of such darkness there. Um, dream duet partner. There's a few. There's a few. Okay, give me a male and a female. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> that doesn't help. No, that doesn't help at all. <laughs> um, male... You know what? I'll give you, I'll give you, I was going to say I'll give you two of each, but they're definitely more on the female side. Male side, Keith Urban, Hunter Hayes. Easy. One, two. Yes. Keith. Um, all the way there. Yeah. Just incredible musicians, incredible writers, incredible, like those two. Um, 
female. Um, I'm just going to stay in country music because that makes things easier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going. Ballerini, Carrie Underwood, okay. and then, again, Ingrid. Those are my top three female. I can't go lower than that. <laughs> All right. Kelsey and Ingrid, I think your phone, you got a text or a call or something. It's silent. Sorry. So um, who did you say before, Kelsey? Carrie Underwood. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. That woman is amazing. Her like, I don't like, even, even understand it. No. Even, like, you know, through all of her eras, when I haven't, like, totally loved the production of her music, mm -hmm. I, like, I still play those songs and be like, oh, my God, your voice. Your vocal control, how you navigate through, how she navigates through her range is just. It, it is unreal. It is, like, totally unreal. I've seen her live in concert when I went okay. to her 360 tour. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, I was blown away, blown away, not just by her voice, but she, I mean, she's an entertainer. She is a performer and just, she, I was locked in on her. Like yep. I, I love going to concerts. I am a concert junkie, love going to them. My husband does not understand that. He's like, why do you want to pay good money to go see somebody sing? I'm like, cause it's fun. I love it. My dream night. I'm just like right. exactly. That's like I'm like if you surprise me with some concert dinner and a concert, you would be like the best husband ever. That'd be like the perfect date night. So yeah, um, but I mean he loves music. He's just turn it on in the radio on the in the car and blast it. Yeah, but I've seen a lot of artists in concert that were amazing but i could find myself at times just kind of wandering off like eh, you know this song's not great or i can't hear them really good or you know yeah. whatever but the entire concert of carrie's i was like locked in rode in on her yeah it was like because you didn't know what she was going to do next no i mean well, and I saw her on the Blown Away tour in 2012, and that is actually the, like, I went and saw that show, and I was like, oh my god, I want to do that. You know, that was like the show that was like, I saw a woman doing it, and I was like, that's possible. I think I want to do that. That was that show for me. Oh, and wow. The only person since, I mean, I've been to countless concerts since, the only person that has rivaled her show for me is Taylor Swift. Mm. Now, and I have not seen her in concert. I, I saw her um, reputation tour here in Nashville. A, a friend had an extra ticket, and I went. And that is the only concert that I have seen that has rivaled Carrie at all. Mm. Okay. Now, you mentioned that tour of Carrie's was kind of like your aha moment when you were mm -hmm. like, I want to not necessarily be her exactly, but, like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Is that honestly like the point in your career that you were, or in your life when you were like, okay, music is what I want to do or were you already into it? So I, I, I've sang my whole life. Um, I've always loved singing. Um, there, I feel like there are two turning points for me that really set me on this path. That is one of them that I just kind of, I, I saw her doing that and it was, uh, it was such an amazing show and that just it was the first time that I was cognizantly aware that I was standing in this gigantic building with a ton of people from every walk of life that probably didn't have a, t a lot in common other than the fact that we were all standing at the same show yeah and we're all in the same building singing the same lyrics and there's such like a moment of like of of unity of just like music brings people together. And there was, yeah. it was the first time as a kid that I was like, whoa, music can do that. Yeah. It made me want to do it. I yeah. still felt like it was a pipe dream though. So like I wanted to do it, but it was like in my brain, I was still like, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get a degree and like, you know, like do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then I asked parents tell me to do. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> what expected of me. <laughs> but um, in 2015, I actually saw Kelsey Ballerini in concert in Birmingham. And she was writing, you know, most, you know, she was co-writing all of her stuff. And yeah, she was young. I mean, at that point, she was like 20, maybe 21. I don't exactly know. That seems um, like long ago. And it just, and then again, it seems like it was yesterday. Yes. And, um, and I saw her doing that. And it was like, and I just kind of, I remember like, just going down a rabbit hole, looking at all of her stuff and being like, oh, so she went to college for a couple of years. And then once she got signed, like she's doing this full, you know what I mean? And just kind of yeah. going down a rabbit hole of her story. And that was really kind of the turning point for me that it was like, people like can actually do this. And this is feasible if I actually will work at it. And yeah. that was, I started playing in a band in Birmingham. I started voice lessons. I was teaching myself guitar and I had started writing around that same point. So I really started honing in on that. And I was in Nashville two years later, three years later, two, two and a half, something like that. <laughs> 2017 or 18? 17. No, well, I was 17. Sorry. It would have been February of 2018. Okay. So. Wow. Well, that, I mean, two years after seeing Kelsey and you were like, so it was 2012 when you saw Carrie. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can see that given the ages that you were at like Carrie's show, it being like, I want to do this. Like, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah. And then three years later, that growth in age, you see yet another powerful country Female. woman yep. um, slaying it. You're like, Hell yeah. I can totally do this and I'm gonna do this. Yep. Two years later, here you Yeah. Yes. Well, and sorry, my dog decided to start. Two, I meant two years later you're in Nashville, but and you, everybody, uh, what kind of dog do you have? I love it. Australian Shepherd. Jasmine, come see. Come see. You can come say hi. Jasmine, stop barking. Will you come she here? I know that you're doing something and <laughs> I need your attention right now. No, there's somebody in the hallway of my apartment building, and she's like, oh. <laughs> I have to defend the house. Okay. <laughs> see if you can see her. I love Whoa. it. There she is. Oh, how pretty. <laughs> oh, I love puppy dogs. Um, you love it. Yes. At least, hey, at least nobody's going to sneak up to your door, so that is a good thing. She's going to let you know when somebody's there. Protect the house. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Um, and not that it matters at all, but since we brought it up, did you go to college or did you just go to Nashville and be like, I'm just going to do this thing? Yeah. So I, um, I finished high school six months early. I graduated in December um, of what would have been my senior year. I moved up here the beginning of February that year. And I was still, I had applied to college. Um, I had a full ride to a college in Alabama and um, I was planning on going and I went down to my parents house in July of that year and it was um, the Saturday before freshman orientation was on Monday and I sat down with my parents at the kitchen table and I was like I'm really like I'm getting my feet under me like I'm riding with a ton of people like I like this is feasible like I don't want I don't want to leave Nashville and, and go to school right now because yeah. I did. Nashville has some amazing schools, but they have some expensive schools. So that was not right. for me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't want to leave Nashville right now. Like I, I think this is where I need to be. And my mom and dad sat me down and they were like, okay, we need a six month plan, a, a three year plan and a five year plan out of you um, of exactly what your goals are and what your plan is to get there. And then we'll talk about it. So that sounds so much like my parents. Oh my yeah. god, they're they are so supportive, but they're very pragmatic, which I'm thankful yeah. for. Um, so I did. I made my plans and exactly what I wanted to, you know, have accomplished in five years and what my plan was to get there. And we talked it over and we had a discussion about it. And they were like, okay. And so I deferred, and that was 
three, three, four years ago, almost four years ago, four years this summer. So I do any, not regret <laughs> any regret in the way you've done things so far. Um, no, I don't think so because I'm, I, I made good grades because my parents expected me to, but I was not, I don't learn very well in school. Yeah. Um, don't retain you those people that just loved going to school. No, I was not that person. Um, I loved going to school for the social aspect. I want right. to see. Right. <laughs> exactly. I want to go to school to see my friends. That's it. Right. But, you know, I've, I've worked super hard and networked around town and um, got a, an awesome job in the music business. I'm working in the music business outside of music, uh, just my music. Yeah. Um, I get to, my schedule's flexible. I get to work on music as much as I want to and as much as, you know, it's, I still get my work done. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think the Lord has definitely opened the right doors that were supposed to be open at the time um, oh. that I needed them to be and just kind of, I think I'm where I'm supposed to be at for the time. Yeah. Basically. And, so. well, you have to work at it. There are so many people that want to be, musicians that want to make it that want to be stars and I don't think it really hits a lot of people unless you've been to a city like Nashville mm -hmm. and you see how many talented people there are like yes you and I'm not referring to you just you in general like yeah. yes you're talented but there's 50,000 other talented people in town too mm -hmm. so like what are you going to do to set yourself apart and yeah. are you okay if you don't make it in the first year that you get there? Because that's probably not going to happen. Oh, so it's, I love it's the fact that your parents were like, okay, I want a one-year plan, a three-year plan, a five-year plan out of you. And what are you going to do to get there? I love that. That is, I don't feel like they could have prepared you any better for yeah. what you were going to face when you got there. Because it, I feel like it's the people that go to Nashville without a plan and they just think oh I have a great voice I'll make somebody hear me I'll make it yeah well and you know I think I think it worked out the way that it was supposed to because yeah I moved in February and freshman orientation would have been that July so I had been there for five months mm -hmm. and in Nashville for about five months when this conversation occurred so I had been here just long enough to get the lay of the land, start making friends and meeting people and just kind of, because I moved up here with no place to live, no job. Like I was, un, I was, un, I was naive, but it worked out. <laughs> um, I found a job pretty quickly. I found an apartment. It all worked out. <laughs> but um, back, There was definitely some naivete in that. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. So when I kind of sat down and was like evaluating and making that plan, I had already been here for about five months. So that kind of, I was definitely still green, but I had, I had a little bit of a lay of the land and, you know, yeah, an idea of what I needed to do. <laughs> yeah. Now, have you found that being in Nashville, I kind of, I've heard this from other artists and I kind of, I don't I tend to agree, but tell me if you feel like it's different. I feel like in Nashville, and I can't speak for LA or New York, but I've heard like horror stories about LA and New York, but Nashville is more like one big family. It's not like competition. It's not like me against you. It's like, I'm going to support you because I know you support me. Yeah. I think you... I I think like anywhere you have to find your tribe of people. Oh yeah, um, there's be a few bad apples no matter where you go. Well, and not even that. Not even that. If you find your group of people, another group is is the bad apples. I mean, we all, you know, you're not gonna click with everybody like in any other scenario. You know what I mean? Right. But um, and having I have a few friends that are in Los Angeles that are based out of Los Angeles that come to Nashville a good bit that I'm close to that I sort of know secondhand how it, it is out there. It's definitely not cutthroat here like it is there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You do have more of a, 
it's a small town in a big city. I mean, most everybody knows most everybody, um, or, you know, that one degree of separation rather than six. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's definitely more of a community. And, um, while you're not, of course, going to be close friends with everybody, you, you pretty much know what's going on in, in other people's careers and the different, you know, things that they're doing and the songs they're dropping and where they're performing and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, that's just by product of Nashville is a networking town. It's a relationship town. Um, exactly. Yes. Very much. Eyes in LA and New York, but here it's like, it's, it's who, you know, and yeah. so you just kind of by proxy of networking all the time, you know, everybody. And um, yeah, it's definitely more supportive. You know, if you, drop a song, 10 people or 10 other artists are going to share it and vice versa. Kind of, you help each other out, you find your tribe and then you kind of move through the ranks together. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sounds a lot like college. (laughs) I wouldn't know as we've established. (laughs) I I didn't go to a regular university either. So yeah. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it, it sounds like, high school, college, you know, you, you have to find your right people that are going to support you and that you want to support. And I mean, that's, that's with life in anything. Um, but I'm so glad that the path took you to Nashville and you're doing this music. I think we are well blessed having your music out in the world. Your writing style is just unique in itself. Um, the perspective that you want to bring to the table. I, I love hearing your music. I love, um, I cannot wait for Mask to drop tonight so everybody else can hear it. Um, it's so exciting. Um, we've talked about a lot this hour, and I'm going to let you finish up doing Mask. But before you do, a couple more fun questions. Um, do you have like a dream venue? Whether it's somewhere in Nashville or a large place, where do you have like besides the Opry? Because everybody says the Opry. Yeah, I was about to say besides you know your stereotypical answer of the Ryman or the Opry, I at some point in my career want to play Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado. That is just I don't know why it seems so cool (laughs) that it is definitely up there on my list. heard that from quite a few people and I just want to go there I mean I'm going to be here it's well I shouldn't say that I was gonna say it's gonna be easier for me to make my dream happen because it may not I just want to go there and see a show and I don't even care who's playing there I just want to be at that venue so I like get that people want to play there um it's definitely one that has been the answer of a lot of people for that question so so unique and it's so cool and everybody that plays there is like it's amazing so yeah yeah well living in nashville we talked about the opry for a second living in nashville have you ever been to the opry yeah okay so are you one of these artists that's like i am not stepping in that circle until i'm performing in it i guess (laughs) Because, like, I've talked to some artists, and they're like, oh, yeah, I did the whole tour, and I stood in a circle, and, you know, pretended like I was up there, and then others are like, nope, not touching that stage until I'm singing on it. That's funny. No, it's honestly never occurred to me to do the tour. Um, I've just, like, seen shows and stuff, and, like, went to see, you know, people perform, and, um you know, even art, like I've had a couple of artists that I met when I came to town that are now, you know, a bit further in their career that are, you know, making their debuts now that I've gotten to see. Um, That's so cool. So it's, it is, it's it's so awesome. I mean, like one of, one of my favorite Opry shows that I have been to was Abby Anderson's debut. And it was like, I met her at one of our mutual friends birthday parties, like right after I moved to town, so random. And then got to see her debut a year and a half, two years later. And it was like, so neat. It's so cool yeah. to see that happen. And um, so it's honestly never occurred to me to do a tour and, and stand up there. So yeah, I guess if I get yeah. to play one day, that's when I'll, <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. Final question. If you could make up your own tour, your fantasy festival tour, and you're going to take this entourage of artists with you, four females, four males, who any genre, dead or alive, doesn't matter. So who, who's going to make up this tour? Um, I feel like if I open it up to all genres, that's going to get way too long. So I am going to keep it, I'm going to keep it country singer songwriter, just so I can actually make a decision. Um, <laughs> and, um, it's going to be along the lines of, of people that I've already said, uh, male wise, if we're doing four, it's going to be Keith Urban. Um, mm -hmm. Hunter Hayes, James Taylor. I'm going to go singer-songwriter in that. I know he's not really country, but, you know, whatever. No, that works. Um, and then I haven't seen him perform, but everybody says he's amazing performer, so I'm going to say Garth Brooks is my fourth. Mm, okay. That's how I'm feeling today. If you ask me in two days, that might be different. Um, exactly. This might be a whole new list if you ask me again. <laughs> um, females, Carrie Underwood, Kelsey Ballerini, um, Ingrid Andrus, and then hmm. I don't know. Number four. Harry, Kelsey, Ingrid. Trying to think. Carrie and Kelsey are very similar. Ingrid would bring a little bit different, different. vibe. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to diversify just a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, you could always bring Molly Cyrus in there for some wow factor. Okay. But actually, her vocals live lately. Uh, oh, my God. I've always loved her. I loved her as Hannah Montana. I mean, I took my young. Oh, this, that movie and I loved it. I have watched her transition through all these crazy stages, mm -hmm. but I love her voice. She has, I, yeah. Well, especially like you can tell in the last probably two years, she's gotten with a new vocal coach that's taking care of her voice. And I mean, I was so bummed when she came to Nashville last fall and I couldn't get tickets. I was like so bummed. I was like, I want to hear, and it's not even that like I'm a huge fan of her music, like lyrically or or anything like that. It's just like her vocals lately have been on. Um, I mean, just. I mean, she's super talented. There's no denying that. I mean, we all know she's got a wild streak, but hey, there's no denying her talent. So, hundred percent. Yeah. But that is, that's definitely a tour that I would come see. Um, I'm trying, I have, of all of the artists that you named, I've only seen Carrie in concert, so. Really? Yeah. I have not seen, I'm like, I'm in that minority that has not seen Garth. Um, I have not seen Keith Urban, but I want to. I've seen him twice, and he's. He's definitely one that is on my list definitely yeah. on my list but i will tell you in your song mixtape i've seen several of those artists that you named i wish i had seen more of those artists rather than just hearing their songs through a car i've seen several of them <laughs> gives my age away there <laughs> Oh, well, Gabrielle, I have loved having you on. Of course, I'm going to let you close things out with your beautiful song, Mask, that releases tonight at midnight. What? Crazy. So, yes, while Gabrielle is getting ready, those of you that have tuned in, watched live with us, thank you so much. Those that will watch the replay, thank y'all as well. Make sure, if you're not already following Gabrielle on socials, make sure you do that. Go to your favorite listening platform and be ready for, can you still pre-save mask? Yep. 
The link is on your Instagram story and mine. All right. So y'all got time. Go pre-save it. And if y'all wonder why artists ask you to pre-save all the time, it helps. It helps that Spotify algorithm so much. So it doesn't take but a second. Go to my link that in the stories that Gabrielle left or go to the link in her bio and go pre-save mass so you'll have it automatically when it releases. Yeah. All right. I'm going to hand it over to you. Perfect. All my life I've been hiding behind the same smile. Wouldn't let nobody in, cause nobody's innocent. And all my life I've been running for myself. Cause I got all these secrets that I'm not sure I should tell. But I'll take off this mess for you. I'll let you break down these walls, just catch me if I fall. Answer every question that you want to ask. I'll take off this mask for you. Okay, thank you. Now I don't know which version I like better. <laughs> God, the version is beautiful. You may have to release that. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm a sucker for acoustic versions of of so many songs, but that is good. That is good. I'm so excited for the song to drop tonight and see what it does for you. See people's reaction to the song because it is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to finally kick it out in the world. We've been working on it for so long. So I'm ready. I know. It's like, I know artists often compare their songs to like children. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you're like, 
kicking the baby bird out of the nest out into the real world to see how it flies and yep like see what happens with it you've done what you can do and now it's like be free what happens. <laughs> yeah yep. i i predict wonderful things for this song um i cannot wait to see um what it does and where it takes you and definitely looking forward to when you decide to release mixtape um so keep me in the loop on that one for sure um, <laughs> thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show today it has been a blast as always having you on i wish you the very best in all that you do thank you again thank you for having me have a great day thank you so much and everybody again that tuned in live or will watch the replay thank y'all very much make sure that you share it and go to route66countrymusic.com later to check out all the blogs from this week and this weekend hopefully i'll have all the podcasts up for y'all to listen to as well i hope y'all have a great thursday have a great weekend stay safe stay healthy and most of all be kind to each other bye-bye <laughs>